Welcome to the D2C podcast, brought to you by M3 Digital. Hello and welcome back to episode 8 of the D2C e-commerce podcast. Today we are just going to have a chat really. We're going to punch through a few things that are kind of front of mind for us mm-hmm. at the moment mm-hmm. in the space um, and hopefully bring you guys a little bit of, little bit of value. Yep, yep. Yeah, there's a few topics on here we just discussed before we jumped on. Just you know, we're obviously three or four days now into to November. A few, a few of sorry, a few of our brands are um, you know on sale. They're just starting their Black Friday sales, and there's some some really interesting stuff happening across those accounts. There is. We've probably got a few brands, a few brands launched maybe like the first, a couple after the first. Yep. But it's all it's all started. Yep. Silly season has started. Silly season has started, and we love it. We love it. We Absolutely love it. love it. Cool, mate. Well, let's let's jump on an uh, interesting topic that we've been talking about a lot, and that's kind of the creatives that we're seeing working in the early stages of Black Friday or Black Friday month, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So I know you've got a few thoughts. A few thoughts on that, eh? Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting interesting start for a couple of our brands. And I know that we, we've spoken in the past about content and creative and, and stuff like that on this podcast. Um, but the things that have started to work off the mark have already been statics, which is, which is really interesting. So, we've, we've, so one, one brand in particular has a very, very good depth um, in, in terms of their creative, right? They have lots of video. They have lots of real raw TikTok content. They, they have good statics, good before and afters, all sorts of really, really good creative. Yeah. So we're spoiled. Um, and with the initial build out for their Black Friday sale, we've used, we've like implemented all of that across the board, right? Um, and I think both of us, um, when we implemented the campaign, we were like, right, the, the TikToks, the before and after, the raw stuff is going to be the stuff that really carries this account. Yeah. We were very excited by that. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, um, we're two days in, three days in, but from what we're seeing at the moment, the statics are really killing it. Um, Look, it's, the statics themselves are very strong anyway. Before and afters are showing, you know, actual results of this particular product, yeah. um, but they're killing it. Yeah. And the TikToks and the raw content. Look, I'm not writing it off because it does work, but at the moment, it's it's lagging behind these statics. Yeah, and they're they're probably they're not your typical st- approach to a static ad, right? No. Um, they're strategic in the way that the actual image that's behind the sales offer or the sales copy or the value copy shows, I guess, the impact that the product could have on the customer, right? And that's what that's what is is the the, the big factor I think that's making those work. Yep. Super easy, easy to consume, mm. shows the problem it solves, shows the discount that's currently on. So yeah, I think interesting though, hey. And the, this this brand specifically, this brand, we really thought the UGC stuff would 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 work. UGC focus stuff would work really really well. Yep. Um, and they've done an incredible job at sourcing a huge amount of UGC that allows for testing. And you know, on the on the TikTok side for them, the TikTok. Um, native content is what's killing it on TikTok, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Statics are what's killing it on Facebook and IG. Yep. So I think in, it's interesting. Hey, like, not don't underestimate. Yeah. Like solid static ad. Nah, I think I think it's interesting. I think the yes, like the 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 vibe, I guess, in the market. If you're an e-commerce brand, you're getting hit with ads left, right, and center. You're getting advice left, right, and center from 
agencies, yeah. consultants, whatnot. They're all pushing video, and we, like we do too. But I guess the essence of this is don't write off stat good statics. Yeah. Make sure that you yeah don't write them off. Make sure that you do use them and do test them. And like you said, they're very consumable. So if you can get all of those key elements into a static that's delivered to the to the user within that first second you know they're seeing the result they're seeing the discount because it's in on sale they're also seeing you know nice hooky um you know um, direct response driven copy yeah um all in that one sort of moment it it really does work well yeah yeah Yeah. and that's the other thing eh? like the the way that a static ad displays in story format with the hooky copy is actually really deadly yeah 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 it's true actually yeah i think um something that we also do talk about a lot and the clients do sort of ask the question a lot is why aren't you running full story placements with creatives why are you still running this say square image that you'd run to feed in your story and that would be why so we can run that hook that's in your first line of your copy into the story and Facebook's got good at sort of changing those up and varying where they put that first hook and you know that there's lots of dynamic options that appear in the stories that use your copy yeah um, 100% so and it's a mix though right mm-hmm. you'd never recommend to run an entire ad account of statics no right it's yeah. definitely you want a solid mix yep. you want a solid mix of UGC branded content statics motion graphics you want a mix of all of those right yep. I think that's really key as well to cutting through 100%. Um, but I guess this leans on what we're seeing in terms of early Black Friday sales focused creative is that a killer static can do some damage. 100%. 100%. I think it's just a case of not writing them off, making sure there's, they're in your strategy, they're part of your strategy, alongside all of the video, UDC, everything else you've got as well. Um, and you know we're still seeing the UGC pieces for them, this particular brand, convert real well middle of the funnel. People sort of maybe getting this static and then they're seeing another video and then they're, then they're purchasing. Yeah. Um, so, so having like a good depth in your content is very important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Next up on the list, we've got um, our ridiculous focus on click-through rates at the moment. Talking just Facebook Facebook, um, and Instagram ads, maybe even TikTok ads, but primarily Facebook and Instagram, and how strict we're getting with the way that we're optimizing our ad accounts utilizing the CTR metric, particularly when trying to scale certain ad sets to ensure that we're getting good value traffic to the site within our set CPM, Yeah, yeah. right? And we've really leveled that up over the last probably three to six months. We've gone further and further and further towards that. Big time. Probably not our North Star metric, but certainly one of our North Star metrics particularly for some of our high spin brands that are looking to scale and don't want to get hit heavy with five, $6 CPCs mm. when they're trying to spend a thousand dollars a day on a certain ad set. Um, so we put a big focus on that, right? We talked about uh, something else and another client we've got um, a, a beard brand. And essentially if you're running a Facebook ad to broad targeting, the audience that your the AI or that your pixel is, is actually reaching is the same audience, mm-hmm. no matter the creative, yeah. right? Yeah. So when you actually really, really focus on that CTR metric, you're actually just getting more of those people 
through to your site to then potentially convert, right? Mm. And I think when you break it down like that, it's really, really interesting. It's not like you're putting up a billboard and you're getting a mix, a mixed bag of who you're actually going to get. Mm. Using the algorithm through your broad targeting, it's grabbing the same people that are within that audience base and then it's just your creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think cuts through. It's true, it's true. And you, you always say, say to me quite often when we're sort of discussing this topic, it's like during during any period, your conversion rate really is a fixed number. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it really is about getting as many people to your site as possible. So if you double your conversion rate, uh, sorry, sorry, double the number of people that are actually coming to your site, then in theory, if your conversion rate stays fixed, you're going to get double the number of purchases, you're going to double your MER, you're going to double the ROAS delivered by that ad. So um, it really, really is important. Um, yeah. and, and it's moved the needle um, with multiple clients of ours. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's just, I think that's like number one advice. If, yeah. if you're listening to this, make sure there's a big focus on that. Yeah. It's, it's definitely turned around ad accounts for us. Eh? Yeah. Like it's completely turned around yeah. ad accounts by just adjusting our focus to be on that. Yeah. And then doing a lot of creative testing to dial into that. It's been game changing yeah. Yeah. For, for us. It's been huge. I can think of four clients right yeah. now that it's literally turned around for them. Yeah. You know, a couple of those really had been struggling in terms of like their actual profitability on a sale. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that like like you said, it's not not just our gold star metric. Like obviously ROAS, MER and all, the, all those things do come first because profitability is important. But to yeah. get those good metrics, it's very important that you focus on these sort of um, initial metrics, I guess. Like, pre-purchase metrics that um, really do affect whether you can scale an ad or scale an ad account in general. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it also, it, it dials into the way that Facebook's kind of attributing as well is that, you know, some ads that might have six, seven, eight dollar CBCs get attributed a few purchases whether, you know, it might be an impression conversion Yeah. and you try and scale those and you're just going to sync, yeah. sync the ad account and sync the specific ad set because it will not scale at that dollar and it will not scale with a sh- terrible CTR on it, right? Yeah. It's, it's epic. Such a, such a big thing we're focusing on at the moment, which I think I'd encourage everyone to do. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you feel like you're scaling your ad account and then you sort of you, you go through this ebb and flow mm. and we have had that in the past. Like you get an ad that works at low scale or a few ads that work or ad sets that work you try to scale them and then they flop. So you scale back to try and maintain your MER, maintain a profitability, profitability, things get good again. You do it again. And it's this vicious cycle of, um, you know, low scale, the scale, oh, no, scale back. Oh, yeah. the scale up again, it's working. And, and really, I think the, the thing that's changed that for us is monitoring CTRs yeah. closely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, mate, what do we got next? Um, so we've got a little bit um, of, of, of a chat around like early Black Friday insights, what we think we're seeing. And I think a lot of that actually probably ties into the first conversation around how statics yep. are performing. Um, I think we, we're still only a few days in, mm-hmm. um, but I think the intense the intense there. So I think if you if, if you started at the start of November, I think you're still seeing the fruits, which a lot of brands have done. Yep. Can it go the full 30 days? You know, the brands that want to run the full month, can they punch the full 30, 30 days? Um, we've, we've worked a lot on our structures and our layered approach to making sure that we've got depth and maintain momentum, which we talked about 
on the last episode. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on on what you're seeing so far? Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I think there's obviously early intent that there's a good sweet spot where, like, obviously at most the, the, the whole voice or like everything that you're hearing in the industry at the moment is everyone's going early, right? This it's no new thing. It's this one thing that brands are doing. So it's getting that sweet spot where you don't go too early but you don't go too late, yeah. based on like cost of advertising and stuff like that. And I think the first of Nov launch has been successful it's real hard to, to tell whether you know it's gonna there's gonna be a little bit of a dip and then possibly like a mid-month rise again um you know that's what's happened in the past and previous years um i think at the moment we're seeing great results and we're seeing a lot of intent and you know generally return on ad spend is great um i think one thing that we were going to discuss as well we we're talking before we jumped on um was sort of early opt-ins and early bird access to to sales yeah um you know we have one brand that's that's really executed that well very well. um very very well it's it's all about um giving people sort of an exclusive feel like they jump onto this particular brand site they're able to then opt in to the early bird sale which is already live now for the first sort of week or so of the month um, and then they immediately once they've left their details the site immediately changes to the discounted price yeah it's all very very seamless yeah. um so I think, you know, if you're maybe launching mid-month and there's still time or, you know, you're thinking about doing an early early bird sale, I know that's probably a little bit late, but there, there may be an opportunity maybe, say, from the 14th or the 21st, you know, those mid-month launches to have a look at, into this, whether this is a possibility with your current structure to, um, you know, include your cold traffic in these early opt-ins. I think one, not mistake or just one thing that's overlooked is that when we run these early opt-ins as a whole lead gen strategy yep. then it leads into this early op- early early bird period but it's only accessible to people that are on the sc- subscriber list or if you subscribe to the list right yeah um what they've done this particular brand really well is include cold traffic so it's really helped our cold or evergreen campaigns really overall the yep. account roas is through the roof um because people are going into the seamless process and claiming the discount as cold traffic yeah. rather than just being subscri- um, accessible to subscribers that have been on the list historically or purchases that have been on the list historically. Yeah. The, I think the big thing is the way you get there to the offer is quite exclusive, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you opt in, you get an email, you click the email, you go through and the site's discounted. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that gives people like, oh, wow, I've just unlocked something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like you gamified it a little bit. That's you've good. almost made it like you've unlocked an achievement, right? And I think then that really increases the intent that people have to potentially purchase that product. 100%. Um, but that's been killer. That's been killer. So definitely recommend looking at doing something similar. And like this is the other thing, right? Like we've been list building for six to eight weeks. Yeah. yeah. At least Yeah. prior to that by running strategic legion campaigns to make sure that this popped when it launched right which is such a big thing which we've talked about on previous um on previous podcasts um the other thing we've got here is 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 tiktok ads now we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast there's a lot of hype around tiktok ads and it's you know it's it's it it's kind of the new shiny thing and it's even not so new anymore but it is still the shiny thing Mm. um and I think a lot of people probably got disheartened by Facebook and Instagram ads 
Um, the brands probably got hit pretty hard. The CPAs went up, cost advertising went up. Yep. So profit, profitability of these brands suffered. Mm. So people turned to TikTok and like, okay, cool. Let's see if we can let's see if we can make that make that work. CPCs are real cheap. CPMs are real cheap. Facts, they are really cheap. But not every brand is a TikTok brand, mm. and not every brand can be successful with TikTok ads. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's a very unique approach. Now we've tested across multiple brands and only a couple brands work really yeah. well. Yeah. Right. And I think that's a big differenti- differentiating factor. Um, put all your put all your effort into it. Try to localize your brand to be a TikTok focused brand, but potentially look to accept that maybe it's not the right platform mm-hmm. for you to look at or for you to scale depending on your brand. And you're better off putting your focus back into Facebook and Instagram ads, dialing into CTRs, which they've just historically worked. Yep. So I think it's an interesting conversation because it's very easy to go, you know, it's a new shiny thing. Some brands are working really, really well on it from a paid perspective, but it doesn't work for everyone. No, no. Yeah, it's, um, it's it, you're right. It's one of those shiny things that all brands, I think we've had the conversation with every single one of our clients about TikTok, you know, can we try TikTok? And, you know, the answer is always yes, we'll try it and, and you know, we'll see if it works for you. And obviously, I think we've spoken about sort of the difference, you know, and it goes all the way back to that first topic about statics working on Facebook and UGC and those raw pieces working on TikTok. Um, so that, I think the one main thing really is that you do get that content right from the start. So, um, so TikTok native content is what you need to really give it a fair test. But like you said, after that point, you know, there's a likelihood that, you know, only certain brands work on TikTok. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to work, um, like it pay, plays nicely into the time of year. If it's going to work, it's going to work for you during this period when you're running a promo. Yeah. 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 And I think at the end of the day, I think you really got to, you, you've got to dial your brand into it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not one of those things you can just sit up real averagely and see success and i think a lot of a lot of it is actually setting before running your paid ads setting a really killer organic foundation Mm. so build your content library on your profile right and then that can tie into your spark ads which you can test via your your ads manager but i think the big thing is is they need to be the two need to be treated quite separately or significantly separately Mm. from a creative perspective yeah um so you know but but at the same time i don't think every brand can crack it no no it's it's um not yet anyway not yet not, not yet yeah. i mean it's growing it's getting you know there's, there's a, obviously a lot of noise about it in our industry um so you know it does work very very well for certain brands um and you know there's definitely a an essence of you need to try it to see if it does work for you yeah um and you're right i think that i think off the top of my head like the, the brand that we're seeing work for us at the moment have spent heaps of time working on their organic pre- like presence and they have lots of content they have heaps of engagement and we can jump on the back of those with spark ads which we see typically work well yeah um so having that infrastructure in that and having implemented that effort prior to testing is very important also you can't just do what you kind of do on facebook and just fire up an ad based off of strategy there's also that element of like you need to go and actually see what works organically for you and if you're seeing it work organically then typically you can jump on the back of that with the paid approach yeah and 100 percent. and spark ads will also increase your organic view count on your profile yeah. which will increase its 
um, ability to perform well in the algorithm. So there's also a big play there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's also merit in seeing what works best organically and then just running a small budget behind your best performing organic posts just to drive them through the algorithm a little bit more. Because yeah. it does drive traffic mm. into the funnel. It does. It does. Um, you know, it's not to say that it's, it's necessarily the best traffic at all times, yeah. um, but it does, it does help that. Mm. So uh, I think it's a, good, it's a good thing that brands should test. Double down on localizing your brand to TikTok before anything else and then give it a red hot crack. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Awesome. That wraps us up, mate. Cool. Some great topics. Yeah, I hope that's uh, useful for, for people listening. I think um, there's there's a big few, few weeks to come now, so really excited to get stuck in and hopefully we can share some more insights from, from Black Friday and November as things sort of begin to build up even yeah. more. Yeah. Let's get it. Let's get it.